At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a sh. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney and Minnesota Tim Parachka. We are talking a little uh, Players' Championship preview, Minnesota Tim. Big week. Yeah, Hank. Do you remember what happened this week last year? No, what happened? One of the most famous quotes of all time, sports history from Fluff Cohen. Cowan. Fluff, Fluff Cowan. Cowan, yeah. <laughs> Jim Furyk's caddy. Yes. Yeah, I remember that quote. That was one of the greatest quotes ever. Oh. They, we, what was it? He was hitting a shot into 18, and they asked him about the shot, and he said if he... If he didn't get it good, it would have come up short. Yes. Oh. <laughs> that was classic. That, that quote classic. is going into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> yep, sure enough. If he didn't hit it good, it would have come up short. Oh, man. That's very insightful, isn't it? I mean, he's not wrong. No, that's true. He's right. 
He's right. So you, that's what you remember from the uh, Players' Championship last year? You don't remember Rory winning? Uh, I mean, there's nothing else to remember other than that quote. It's so good. <laughs> uh, Rory McIlroy won the, the Players, and they uh, flash all the commercials, you know. It, that's a pretty good commercial they have going, too, by the way. They've been playing it for months. Where Rory says, you know, with everything he's done in the game of golf, if he hadn't won the players, he, it wouldn't be complete. <laughs> why? Why are you laughing? I mean, it just it, I it's 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 one of those deals, Hank, where the player wants to up how important the tournament is, fifth major, best field in golf, all that nonchalant stuff. Well, it is it is it is the best field in golf, though. That's what they say. I don't know. PJ says that too. It seems like it seems like everybody says that, but it, but it's it's definitely not the U.S. Open for sure. It's not the Open. It, it, it it's either the Players or the PJ Championship. That's that, that's the, the 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 bottom line there. That 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 part is true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. But when you when you've got this many players playing like they have, I mean, it it, it I. I I'm really a fan of this uh, smaller field thing because I feel like you get, you know, you, you just get more big names at the top and less of a, this is the, there's so many guys that are good players and I understand they all, you know, they all get a chance and the whole thing, but you've also got the opportunity for guys to just have this, you know, hot, hot week. And then it just muddies up the, the scoreboard for me. I mean, I, maybe maybe that's just, you know, wrong thinking. Maybe people don't like that thinking. But I like to see big names. I like to see the big names at the top. So, I mean, I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. Now, you know, I'm hoping Rory's up there and I'm hoping Rom's up there and I'm hoping Dustin Johnson plays better and Justin Thomas is up there. And I just, I mean, you know, all the guys that, you know, that we know, I mean, that's, that's what I want to see at the top of the the leaderboard at the, uh, you know, players championship. I, I look at all the, these picks every week and you go on like, you know, insider picks and, you, you know, you go on pgtour.com and you got all this stuff and, and it, you know, look who they pick. Okay. They go Rory McIlroy, you know, we're picking Rory. We're picking Rory. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Tommy Fleetwood, Sunjay M, uh, Mark Leishman, you know, Jason Day, Tony Finau, Adam Scott, Henrik Stenson, you know, Patrick Reed. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, and, and then you go to the next guy picking, and then it's Bryson DeChambeau, Mark Leishman, Hideki Matsuyama, Adam Scott, Jason Day. And you go to the next guy picking, it's, it's, Bryson DeChambeau, Hideki Matsuyama. I mean, it's it's always the same names that everybody that, that all the insiders pick, but but it doesn't end up like that except at uh, the Masters. That's where it does end up like that. Hank, maybe that's why Tiger didn't play this week. In all the tournaments he's won since coming back from back surgery, they've all been limited field events. Well, that's true. That is true. And he 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 does have an incredible record in limited field events. There's no doubt about that. Now you still have to shoot the winning score. You don't have to beat as many players. Uh, there's I think there's less of a chance that something you know fluky can happen. I mean you see it every every year. Seemingly at the U.S. Open, there's always guys have a chance to win that you you know you wonder where did this guy come from. 
And you don't usually see that at the Masters. I mean, you might, you know, read about it on the first round or the second round, and people are talking about, oh, this would be an incredible story. But by the time it gets to the fourth round, that guy's long gone, disappeared. You know, you you uh, you, you get a, a stronger finish, a stronger top of the leaderboard when you have a, a shorter field. Just the, the facts. But anyway, we're at the TPC uh, Players' Championship. This is the... Uh, you know uh, the the big one, the fifth major, as they like to call it. They like to pretend that it that that's what it is, and you know it, they're they're on to promoting uh, this one, and it's it's it, you know I'm sure it'll be a, a good tournament. It's it's kind of odd about this whole uh, the PGA Tour stance on this whole coronavirus thing, don't you think? What what do you think about that? Are you following this coronavirus? How close are you following this coronavirus? I mean, you got you got you got a lot of toilet paper. You got. Uh, <laughs> No, you got water, paper towels. I mean, in your your uh, uh, condo, your apartment there, whatever you got there, the closet we call it. What, what you got it all stocked up? The, is the closet full with toilet paper just in case? <laughs> Honestly, Hank, I'm almost out of toilet paper. I was oh, a little you better, worried. Well, you're, you're you're in trouble because you go to Costco, it's going to be empty, buddy. Yeah, Trust me. Was, I've been over there a few times. They got nothing, nothing. Yeah, yeah. I was a little worried sitting down this morning, Hank. I was a little worried that I didn't have enough left, but I did. All right, you don't I, have to go into detail on that. Okay. <laughs> okay. But are you going to stock up is what I'm asking you. No. Waters, you got, you're no. not worried about. I don't understand the stock up on water thing, Hank. I mean, aren't there okay. faucets and water fountains in people's houses and apartments? Yeah, I, I'm like, well, maybe people don't. People like bottled water and they like to drink the uh, pure stuff, purified. Huh. Maybe they're worried that water is going to be contaminated or something. <laughs> I don't know. They could yeah. be worried about something. It's weird. Coronavirus. You know, 38% of the people think you get coronavirus from drinking Corona beer. <laughs> did you I see that statistic? I did see that statistic. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So based on that, the, the uh, you know, the US uh, GA, the brilliant guys over there at the USGA, they, they've got the Corona beer garden at their US Open. It's pretty smart, huh? Yeah. Interesting thinking there. <laughs> oh my god i wonder if they're gonna have a corona beer garden at the, uh, the tpc at the uh, players championship i'm surprised they're kind of having this thing to be honest with you i mean that the tour like is seems like they're not balking on this this uh, coronavirus we're, we're moving on we're moving on to the next one yeah they are they're moving on like i move on to dates i mean it's just the way it goes i mean <laughs> the, you got the nhl you got nba you got all these <laughs> national professional sports leagues closing the locker rooms closing this considering banning fan participation at sporting events considering having arenas with no fans in them and here's the pga tour just rolling strutting their stuff right into the players championship without any worry or concern at all it would appear it's it's kind of weird i mean they you know they canceled the big tennis tournament in indian wells as a two-week uh, deal at Indian Wells, the big, huge tennis tournament down there, and you know, a big deal for the Coachella Valley at Palm Springs. I mean, it's a huge deal. Four hundred fifty thousand people estimated to come to the tennis tournament over the two-week period of time. I mean, can you imagine the economic impact on that area? And then they just cancel it, and it's 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 out of there. There's like one person or something in the Coachella Valley got uh, positive for coronavirus and they don't want to have the, the the tournament i mean i'm you know i i don't know enough about this i'm just saying they're canceling the tournament in palm springs and they're out talking about uh canceling the uh, coachella festival which is 
is the big music festival there. That's probably going to get canceled. The Stagecoach, the big country music festival, that's probably going to get canceled. I mean, you know, they're going to talk about trying to run this stuff in the fall, but they're going to cancel. But, you know, the, the PG Tours not not worried about, you know, anything. According to uh, the commissioner, Jay Monahan, he was all over TV yesterday. Did you see him? I saw him on there. He was like on you know, CNBC. Oh, yeah, he was on there. He's like the biggest drop in, in uh, stock market history. And he's on there all, uh, we're pleased to announce. I mean, don't you think, didn't, wasn't that a kind of weird timing? I mean, I think it would have maybe rescheduled, don't you think so? <laughs> yeah, it was a little weird. Huh? Yeah, it was a little um, out of the moment. The timing was spectacular. <laughs> a, little a little out of the moment. I mean, a little bit. I mean, those guys were looking at him that were interviewing him like, can you believe we got to talk to this guy right now? He's got that headcock thing he does. You know that headcock thing? He, I'm like, I'm like, is my TV crooked or something? I mean, why don't you straighten me? Straight, did you see that? He's, he, he can't talk without his head cocked. I'm like, like, sit up straight and straighten your head out. I'm like, no, I mean, he's telling you how great it is on the PGA. He kept calling it the company, too, the company. Did you see that? I, I did not pick up on that, no. He said the company, like a friend, friend of mine uh, texts me. And he, he says, can you imagine how many times he calls this thing the company? I'm thinking to myself, how can it be a company? I'm like, can you be a company and be a nonprofit? I mean, seriously. I mean, Google that for me. Look that up right now. Tell, tell me what that says. You, you, got, you got a computer? You're in front of the computer? Yeah, I got it right okay, here. Okay, Google hey. this. Google this. Can you call yourself a company and be a nonprofit? I want. I want to see what the Google says on that. Give me. A, give me a Google. Give me a Google. Google on that right now. All right. It says Google. According to Entrepreneur.com, it says the answer is that a business organization cannot be operated as a nonprofit, although some nonprofits may look like businesses. Generally, the purpose <laughs> of a business entity is to benefit the owners or principles of the business by earning them a financial profit. How can they be a nonprofit when this guy keeps getting on TV talking about how he's a company? I mean, I don't get it. I, I, I don't, I mean, I don't have anything, you know, I mean, whatever, but PJ tour, you know, I mean, you know, their deal is their deal, but I, I mean, I don't understand how they get away with it. It's just kind of beyond me. I don't understand how they get away with a lot of stuff. I don't understand how they get away with the independent contractors, the players where they tell them where to play and they tell them where they can't play and they got to give them a release for this and they got to give them a release for that. And then they, you know, if you want to go play overseas, we got we got to release you. I'm like, I thought they were independent contractors. They can do whatever they want. That doesn't make any sense. And then how can they be a company and, uh, you know, a nonprofit at the same time? I mean, they don't, I mean, do how much money, do they, I mean, what do they, they don't, they talk about how they donate millions and millions and millions of dollars to charity and billions over the period, you know, they, they don't tell you how long that was over what period of time. But I wonder what percentage they really donate to charity to to qualify for this uh, nonprofit you know, uh, nonprofit status that they have. Wonder what well, I got it, it right here, Hank. All right, well, let me hear it. All right, so this is from to to be fair. This is from a 2013 Deadspin article. They did a okay. in depth research and shared some of the reports from outside the lines, which is a famous ESPN show. So it says, outside the lines analyzed the tour's U.S. based tournaments that received charitable tax exemptions in 2011 the most recent year available. Keep in mind, this was a 2013 article. And found they spent on average about 16% on actual charity. 
that figure is far below the minimum 65% that charity watchdog groups say makes for a responsible charity. And then um, I will wrap up with this um, paragraph right here, this short one. It says, the rest of the money is going towards things like cash prizes, tournament logistics, and marketing. Why is this a problem? Because of that pesky nonprofit status, which provides the PGA with a series of tax breaks and prevents the tour from having to pay millions of dollars in taxes every year. According to hmm. a tax law attorney that Outside the Line spoke to, the PGA has avoided paying around $200 million in taxes over the last 10 to 20 years. Hmm. Well, anyway, I mean, it's, it, it doesn't make any sense. It kept saying company yesterday. Company, 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 the company, the company. And he's on there talking about the new TV deal. Their, their uh, deal is going to be like, he didn't want to say how much the players were going to make. You know, he, don't you get the feeling that he's on there trying to sell all the players against this uh, Premier Golf League deal? Oh, absolutely. Of course. Pretty much what he's doing. And he's, he's, he's like selling hard. I mean, I mean, if you're announcing a new TV deal and you're like, you know, rah, rah, grow the game. Tell me something about growing the game. Don't tell me something about how much money your players are going to make. Why are you talking about that? I mean, the the average guy, I mean, I don't think, you know, I th- I'm different. I mean, I, I think the players get ripped off. I mean, I, I don't think the players are, the top players are making enough. I, I, that's, I've been on record saying that. But if you're selling the game and you're trying to grow the game, I, I don't I don't see how, Paying the top players more is going to really grow the game unless unless it's a way to get them to play more and to get them together more. I can see how that's good. That's why I like this Premier Golf League deal. I like to see the top players playing together. But he gets on there in the you know worst day. I mean, you know, millions of people just got crushed yesterday in the stock market. And this guy's on there talking about, hey, everything's great. You know, our players are going to do this and that. We're going to make so much more money and, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And he's on and on. He's got the crooked head. He can't get his head straight, you know. And he's, I mean, it's just weird. Weird day to do that. I don't know. Anyway, it's off subject. We were talking about the Players' Championship, but I couldn't help it. It was this big press conference. He had another one uh on uh, what, what what day was it? It was yesterday, right? He had the yeah, press Tuesday conference. Okay, yep. so, okay. So what did what did what did he say in there? Well, he got questions a lot about the Premier Golf League, and of course, he came out and said the tour is as stronger as ever, and secure as ever, and financially stable as ever. And then um, the one question he did get shaken on was when a reporter asked him, Mister Monahan, about. Rory McIlroy's oversaturation of tournaments comment. And did he get his head all crooked when he got that? Did he get his head all, you know, he gets his head all crooked. Did he get his head all crooked when he got that question? I didn't even notice, but um, okay. pro- he probably did. But anyway, the, the point being is that he was really shaken upon that question. He didn't really know where to go with it. He was proud of, he was proud of his 49 tournaments and proud of <laughs> giving opportunities to all these PGA tour players and um, that's kind of the way he went with it. He didn't really respond and answer. You know what you call that? Waffle. It's a waffle, and that's an arrogant waffle. So you're so arrogant that you don't think you'll get a question like that. When when one of your players is quoted, you're probably going to get a question on it. It's not too it's not too hard to figure out the questions. 
the questions are going to come from answers of other questions. When a player answers a question a certain way, you're probably going to end up with a question framed around that answer. It's not hard to figure out. But when you're so arrogant, you can just, you know, pretend like, oh, no way they would ask me that question. They're going to ask me about the, you know, purse at the FedEx Cup, which, by the way, they say is going to go to uh, like something like 70 million or something. He's quoting. A, it was interesting. He was quoting the 2018 purse. He said we're more than doubled it since 2018. Well, but it's what happened to 2019? You know, it's just to try and make it look better. He said 2018. It's like 2018, it was 35 million. 2019, it went to 60 million. And then next year, it's going to 70 million. But he, to make it sound good, you know, that was what I like to do. He said, since 2018, we've doubled it and we're going to double it again and double it. I mean, so I don't know what they're going to do. That's a, that's a lot of money there. But still, you got to pay, you got, you have to, you have to play for it. I mean, if the players don't play good in tournaments, they don't get paid. And, and you know, I mean, I, I, I get the purity of that, but I don't necessarily get the fairness of that because it is entertainment and you're selling it. And I'll give you an example. I mean, like, like you take Jordan Spieth right now. I mean, he's not making any money playing golf. Now, he's making money off the course, but he's not making any money playing golf. But you don't think he had a, a, a hand in growing that television revenue pie that, that they just announced yesterday? I mean, he had a serious hand in that. I mean, the run he was on and, and you know, all the majors, the three majors and the chance to win all four. And, you know, I mean, he, he was a big guy and, he you know, he still is a big guy, even though he's ranked 58th in the world or whatever it is. He's, he's still... A, a big name in golf, but he's not making any money. I don't think it's fair. You know? Well, Jay Monahan was asked about the appearance fees, too, and the way he responded. Was what did he that, say on that? He said that the um, the persons were going up. So he didn't really say anything about players being paid to show up at events. He said that the persons were going up, which would allow opportunity to make more money at tournaments if you play well. Well, I mean, that, that's true if you've got, a, you know, and that would really be true if you had smaller fields and no cut, which is, by the way, what the Premier Golf League is all about. So he danced around Roy's, Roy's answer. Yes. That's what he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That didn't surprise you, did it? No. No, that didn't surprise you. All right, we'll get into the tournament, the Players' Championship. Uh, big one, I guess the galleries are all going to be there. They're not, they're not they, they're talking about canceling the first major of the year that out in uh palm springs the uh ana inspiration uh first major of the year that but the rumor is they're going to cancel it i'm sure they are if they're canceling everything else in, in palm desert which is which is interesting because they they say that uh the sun is like a, you know a big you know it's a big disinfectant deal but i guess you could you know go to the bathroom and touch you know a door or something that somebody in fact i mean i i don't know i don't know enough about this stuff but i i don't get how they're they're can't play in california but they can play in florida or why is you know one group so vigilant about this and the other group isn't and then there was another rumor they just that uh the the pga 
uh, championship. They're looking at uh, moving that to the uh, TPC course, to Sawgrass as an alternate site. Did you see that one? I did see that. And Jay Monahan talked about that today. And it was weird because I saw the article. And then Jay Monahan mentioned in his Tuesday press conference that they haven't decided anything about the PGA Championship. So it was kind of back and forth. I didn't understand what he was doing. That's a backup deal. That's a, a, a backup uh, plan in case you can't play in California. I don't, I don't understand why you can't play in California, but you can play in Florida. I mean, sir, clearly somebody from Florida you know, or California is going to fly to Florida or vice versa. Fly, a guy from Florida is flying to California and then back to Florida. I mean, it's not like nobody... You know, everybody's just isolated in Florida and there's only Floridians there and nobody's ever going to come in Florida in the next few months. And, you know, the potential that Florida is going to be like the only state that's not infected. I don't see how that's going to work. I don't know. I don't understand this stuff. It's like it's just like there's so many layers to it. And, you know, like like you said, NBA wants to play without fans. And (laughs) it's just crazy, crazy stuff. All right, we'll get, let's 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 uh, preview the tournament next uh, on the, the Hank Haney podcast. We'll hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. All right, Minnesota Tim. A uh, lot of uh, betting going on. This is, a, I mean, I, I enjoy picking, and uh, but it, it's not. I'm not having a lot. Of, I didn't have much success last week. Man, alive! It's hard. It's hard to pick. It's hard. I mean, I'm like, I, I'm I'm hovering around fifty percent for the year. I'm probably like a point or or so under, but I'm hovering right there on these matchups. Of course, it's hard. you, you got to bet a certain amount of money. And figure it that way too, not just on what your record is, because because you could win some that where you like a guy's a plus one fifty and you win, and and you know you you, you lost a hundred dollars, but you won one hundred fifty on other cases. So even if you get if you pick the right ones and you're close to to five hundred, you're you're going to be doing okay. 
but it is not easy to pick. They, they, they match these guys up so good. Uh, and it's it's not it's it's not easy. You go through all these statistics and you, you get get everything going. I mean, it's a it is a uh, it's a hard deal to pick for sure. But I think when you get on courses that are a little more unique, like a, a Sawgrass, like a um, you know Augusta, those kind of you know U.S. Opens, those kind of courses, then it becomes a little bit a little bit easier to maybe figure out. Um, who you're going to go with? Now the courses so far this year have played so hard. I mean, it it it's just been really just like in, in, incredible. I mean, you know, last week, of course, there was the wind, and there was an interesting uh, quote that I saw from the uh, one of the one of the superintendent or I forget what it was at at, at TPC at Sawgrass, and they're ta- they were talking about how. You know they they're they're like they're lamenting like that. Oh man, we why don't why don't we get the win that they had last week at at uh, at Bay Hill at Arnold Palmer Invitational, and the the, the uh, director of agronomy, him and his staff, and they said, said we we're laughing last week. He said, uh, why, why can't we have that kind of win this week? He says, and this is a, and he said the best defense for a golf course against these guys is wind. It's like everyone is is enamored with trying like everyone that runs golf courses is enamored with trying to get their course to play as hard as it can. So pros don't just tear it up. Like if you're the superintendent of a golf course or the general manager of a golf course or the director of agronomy of a golf course or the pro at the golf course, you love to see your golf course play hard. So people think, oh, this is a really hard course. I remember when I'd go to golf courses that were really easy and they'd trick it all up and people would say, you know, yeah, the members would say, you know, this course isn't as easy as it looks or this course is a lot harder than it, it seems or whatever they like to say. And clearly there's that deal here at, at, at TPC Sawgrass because they're like lamenting the fact that, well, our course is, is is hard or our course is as hard as Bay Hill, but they got lucky and they just had the, the tough wind. And if we get a calm week, we're going to look like we've got an easy course compared to their hard course. And I'm thinking to myself, what's wrong with just having a good course? What's wrong with just having an entertaining event? And I I would think that with the way the golf courses have played so far this year, when you go back to – I mean, wherever you want to go, Tim, I mean, they played hard. But, uh, you know, certainly the courses in Florida played hard. Honda was was so difficult. And, uh, you know, Bay Hill was so difficult. I would kind of like to see the players, like, get to play a little bit. That's what I would like to see. Right. It's hard to see their skill come out when the wind and the speed of the greens are just pushing everything into the rough. Yeah. I know. And the fairways are running, you know, the guy lands it in the fairway, but then it rolls in the rough and it gets firm and fast and everybody thinks that's great. And I don't know. But they've they've they they've got the odds at the winning score at 13 and a half under par. Which what what did Rory shoot last year? He shot uh 14 under, I think. What did he shoot? I thought he shot 16 under. Did he was it 14? Or maybe it was 16. I forgot already. Let me look. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was 16. Uh, but you know, I mean, 13 and a half under par, that's not, uh, that's not a lot. 
I would I would look at that and say, you know, you're just see see like that bet, okay? Like if you're if you're gonna make that bet, you've gotta you've gotta be very confident in the weather forecast. That is all <laughs> that that winning score is based on it's not based on the field because you already know what the field is. I mean, other than Tiger, who's not there and you know, the unexpected withdrawal, but other than that, you know what the field is. You know what the golf course is. So that number, that winning score number, is a, is a weather bet. That's what it is. And it's a weather bet you're going to make. Like if you make that bet you know, today, well, you're betting on the weather for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And what you're really betting on is you're betting on wind. I mean, really. Because the temperature is not going to make much of a difference. The, you know, the ball goes a little farther when it's warmer. A little shorter when it's colder, but it's not going to make much of a difference. So what, what you're really doing is if you're trying to pick the winning score and over and under on the winning score, you're, 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 you're playing weatherman. You're playing wind weatherman. That's what you're doing. So I guess they think it's going to be, uh, you know, not terrible winds, but about like last year. And, that, and, and that's where they, they come up with, with that score. Okay, so do you think it would be over or under that 13 and a half? Is it going to be windy or not? It sounds like it's not going to be that windy based on forecast. So if it's not going to be that windy, and then I would probably say it's going to go under that. But, you know, that could all change on one day. You get, you know, you know weather changes and the wind comes up and Sunday's really windy and it, it turns in, into Bay Hill like it was where, you know, one under par was, was you know, like, like shooting five under. And then, you know, then then, you, then it's a whole different ball game. So that that's probably, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's a bet that unless you're really confident of, of the weather, and I don't know if you, you you go with that. But if I was looking just, you know, at first, I'd say, you know, thirteen and a half. I think somebody gets to fourteen. That's what I would say. That'd be my bet there. But let's talk about some of the matchups. What do we got? All right, first up in matchup number one, we got Bryson DeChambeau, who is favored over Dustin Johnson. DeChambeau's minus a 125, and Dustin Johnson's minus 105. DeChambeau's 13th in the world, and Dustin Johnson's 5th in the world. Um, Some statistics for DeChambeau. He's 3rd off the tee, 66th in approach shots, and 22nd in putting so far this year. His last three tournaments, tied for 5th, Second and a fourth last week at the API, he made that big clutch putt on the 18th hole. If you remember, right? <laughs> he was fist pumping that. Oh, thing, that was he? the big one. That was the big one. Um, yeah. De history here. He played here twice, tied for 20th last year, and a tied for 37th in 2018. Dustin Johnson, he's 27th off the tee, 85th in approach shots, and 106th in putting for a guy that doesn't like stress. Last three tournaments, he's tied for 32nd, tied for 10th, and tied for 48th. His history here, tied for 5th in 2019, tied for 17th in 2018, tied for 12th in 2017, and tied for 28th in 2016. So DeChambeau, minus 125, 13th in the world, versus Dustin Johnson, minus 105, 5th in the world. All right. I'm a huge Dustin Johnson fan. I love his game. Uh, you know, I, I, I like it personally. Uh, and, you know, I'm always on him. You know that. Uh, but 
I don't know. Hey, there's something not right about his game. I don't. I don't I, I'm not sure what the deal is, but there's. He's just not. He's not. It's not clicking. I mean, I don't know. Know what it is now. One of the things is his putting. You know, he said how he finished last year. He finished. What did he finish here? Fifth. Okay. Well, this was probably the last good putting tournament he had last year. Last year he started off putting just lights of fire. He was top five in putting through this tournament, the the uh, players championship, and then it just all went bad. I mean, and then statistically his putting got way off, and it's still way off. He's 106 right now. I mean, that's not not good. Now Deschambeau three putts way too much. He's a he's a three putting machine, but he still managed to be 22nd in putting. And and he's you know he's he's playing good he's swinging for the fences, not that that matters here because you got to control your ball a little bit more at at the uh, Players Championship. But I'm gonna make a rare move and go off of uh, DJ. It'll probably be the week he turns it around. We're gonna go off of DJ and on to Deschambeau here. All right, what do we got next? Who's next? All right, we got Adam Scott, ninth in the world versus. Tommy Fleetwood, who's 10th in the world. Fleetwood's favorite in this matchup. He's minus 130, and Adam Scott's even to win this bet. So Adam Scott, he's 121st off the tee, 50th in approach shots, and 71st in putting so far this year. His last three tournaments, he got the win at the Genesis Open, tied for 26th at the WGC Mexico, and miscut in the Arnold Palmer Invitational. His history here, Adam Scott's tied for 12th in 2019, tied for 32nd in 2018, tied for 6th, and then tied for 12th again in 2016, Tommy Fleetwood. He's 16th off the tee, 34th in approach shots, and 96th in putting. His last three tournaments, tied for 18th in the WGC, third in the Honda, he choke on the 18th hole there, and then miscut at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, Fleetwood's history here. <laughs> I like how you threw that in there. That you just slipped that in there right there, the choke on the 18th hole. It was a pretty big choke to put in the water. <laughs> Tommy Fleetwood's history oh, here, tied for fifth in 2019, tied for seventh in 2018, and tied for 41st in 2017. So Fleetwood, minus 130, 10th in the world versus Adam Scott, even to win this bet, ninth in the world. All right, I'm going. Adam Scott won here. I don't know what year it was. What year was it, Tim? 2004. Okay, so he won. He's a long time ago, but still, he's got a good feeling. But Fleetwood's got a good feeling too. They're both playing playing good. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Adam Scott because it just seems like an even bet, and I like even money uh, on Adam Scott better than minus one thirty on uh, Fleetwood. You know, both of them know the course. Both of them good good history. I'll take the the better odds on Adam Scott here. All right, bench up number three. We got Brooks Kepka third in the world minus one fifteen versus Ricky Fowler twenty seventh in the world, and he's also minus one fifteen. So even bet between Kepka and Fowler. Kepka's statistics so far in 2020, 83rd off the tee, 128th in approach shots, and 208th in putting. Eesh. His last three tournaments, tied for 43rd at the Genesis Open. He missed the cut, and then a tied for 47th last week in the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Um, his history here, Brooks Kepka, tied for 56th in 2019. Tied for 11th in 2018, tied for 16th in 2017, and tied for 35th in 2016. Ricky Fowler, he's 63rd off the tee, 73rd in approach shots, and 49th in putting. His last three tournaments, tied for 37th, missed cut, and then tied for 18th last week in the API. His history here, 
not so good. Tied for 47th last year. Missed cut in 2018. Tied for 60th in 2017 and another missed cut in 2016. So Kepka versus Fowler, even money bet minus 115 for each of them. Well, Fowler has won here, though. I mean, so his his history recently maybe hasn't been as good, but he he has won the the TPC, the Players' Championship, so that's good. I mean, Kepka, we talked about his statistics the other day. They are awful, and his putting is terrible. Now, he did the, the, you know, Jordan Spieth deal when he said, oh, my putting's better the other day. I mean, you know, like one good putting round and your your putting's better, which is, you know, it's what you're going to say because you're trying to talk yourself into it. But it's not quite that simple. And he's got he's, he's got to get his game going. He's talking about playing in a bunch of tournaments now leading up to the Masters to try and get something going. I mean, if it was if it was the Masters, you can't ignore Brooks Kepka. But if you look at these these you know this bet here, Kepka versus Fowler, based on what Kepka's done this year, I mean, not that Fowler's lightning on fire either, because he's in a he's in a, a, a free fall in himself. I mean, where's he? He's ranked twenty seventh in the in the world. And I, I, I interesting because I read an article the other day. I was somewhere I, I don't know where where I was somewhere online looking. The guy says, and they quoted. The quote was uh, Ricky Fowler, the best player to not win a major. I'm <laughs> like, what? I mean, how do, how do how do people even come up with stuff like that? Like, like, what about John Rahm? He's second in the world. I mean, what about Patrick Canley? He's sixth in the world. I mean, what what about Tommy Fleetwood, tenth in the world? What about Xander Shoffley, twelfth in the world? What about Bryson DeChambeau, 13th in the world? Fleetwood, 16th in the world? Kuchar, 17th in the world? I mean, Hideki Matsuyama. I mean, what about these guys? What about Paul Casey, Leishman? I mean, Ricky Fowler is not even close to the best player who's never won a major. He's not even sniffing that. Now, he may have been that person a couple of years ago, but he isn't right now. You, you know, just because you, if, if a couple of years ago you were the best player to, to have not won a major and you don't win a major, you don't remain the best player to not win a major for the rest of your life. You know, I mean, that's not, that's not the way it works because you're, 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 you gotta, you gotta go off your current form. But anyway, I got off subject there. I'm, I'm going, I'm going with Fowler because I just kept, I don't know where his game is. I'm sure he'll get it organized by the masters. He always does, but <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. Fowler here. All right, matchup number four. We got Justin Thomas, two of the powerhouses here. He's fourth in the world. He's plus one twenty-five versus Rory McIlroy, first in the world. He's highly favored in this one. He's minus one sixty-five. Justin Thomas, seventeenth off the tee, eighth in approach shots, and seventy-sixth in putting so far this year. His last three tournaments tied for third, missed cut, and then tied for sixth. In the WGC, he skipped the Honda and the API. Justin Thomas's history here, tied for 35th in 2019, tied for 11th in 2018, tied for 75th, and then a tied for third all the way back in 2016. Rory McIlroy, sixth off the tee, third in approach shots, and 92nd in putting. His last three tournaments, see if you can see a trend here. Tied for fifth, fifth, tied for fifth. His history here, he won here last year, missed cut in 2018, tied for 35th in 2017, and tied for 12th here in 2016. So Justin Thomas, fourth in the world, plus 125 versus Rory, minus 165, world number one. 
McElroy's coming off a not good putting week where he didn't make a putt over 10 feet on the weekend at uh, Bay Hill. So, I mean, that's something that concerns me a little bit. He putted great last year. He's 92nd in putting this year. I mean, I know his ball striking is incredible and, you know, he's got a great history and he's defending champion. The, the thing, like if I was a betting for sure here, I mean, I would probably lay off of this because I don't like paying $165 to win 100 on Roy McIlroy. So because of that, I mean, I'll just I'm just going to make a money bet here. I'm going to play the the money bet 100 win 125 versus bet 165 to win 100. I would take Justin Thomas on the bet 100 to win 125. All right, last matchup here: Patrick Reed eighth in the world versus Xander Shoffley twelfth in the world. Um, Xander is favored minus 125 versus Patrick Reed's minus 105. Patrick Reed 109th off the tee. 38th in approach shots and third in putting. Last three tournaments for Reed, tied for 50, tied for 51st, a win in the WGC, and then tied for 15th. Patrick Reed's history here, tied for 47th, tied for 41st in 2018, tied for 22nd in 2017, and a missed cut in 2016. Xander Shoffley, 18th off the tee, 14th in approach shots, and 119th in putting. His last three tournaments, tied for 23rd, Tied for 14th and tied for 24th. His history here, he's played here twice. Missed cut in 2019 and a tied for second in 2018. So Patrick Reed, 8th in the world, minus 105. Versus Xander Shoffley, 12th in the world, minus 125. Patrick Reed. I'm going Patrick Reed. I like the, I like the favorite. Notice how I usually bet with the person who's ranked higher in the in the world ranking i don't know i i i pay attention to that although not all the time i mean i didn't i, I went against it with fowler and kepka and i went against it with uh justin thomas and Rory. i mean i but but patrick reed is putting so good and he's so confident in the putting now you could look at that and you could say hey that'll level out you know you got the do theory he's due to to putt bad i i think that that theory can hold some water because I don't think guys can necessarily keep up making all these putts. Like when I see somebody take like 22 putts one round, I know they're not going to take 22 putts the next round. It's going to level out. But I, I feel like that theory works more than a guy who's not putting good and all of a sudden he is going to putt good. You know, he always do to putt good. Well, I don't know about how that works. You know, do to putt good could go on for quite a while. But having said that, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Patrick Reed. I, I, I like his game. I like where he is. I like you know I like the way he competes, and he he really you know these both these guys are grinders. There's no doubt about that. But Patrick Reed's played his way, and he's close to you know where he said he was going to be at at, at uh, Doral. Of course, that was. How many years ago when he said he was going to be top five? Well, if he has a big week this week, maybe he could make it. He could. He's eighth in the world. Maybe he could get up there. I'll go Patrick Reed right there. Okay, so I don't know. I mean, I'm feeling pretty good about this this week. I think I'm going to come out on, on the top. That's what I think I'm going to do here. All right. I like that. Sounds right, good. See, bounce back. You're a bounce back <laughs> player. <laughs> bounce back player. All right. We'll take a break. We'll pick the uh, tournament winners when we come back on the Hank Any Podcast. Uh, but for first, we'll hear from our sponsors, including Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. If you've got aches and pains, arthritis pain, back pain, shoulder pain, whatever it, whatever it is, I've used it on my knees for years. 
And I'll tell you what, it works, works great. My recovery has been unbelievable for my uh, bilateral knee replacement. Man, I'm, a play, I'm playing pickleball. I played golf last week. I mean, it's, it's been unbelievable. And I use my, I still use the cream every, uh, every morning, every night. Just give me a little, little relief. Keep the swelling down. It's worked great. So try it out. You can get a free two-week supply at voodoopainrelief.com right now. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. All right, Minnesota Tim, let's go with some player odds to win. I'm going to make uh, three picks like I usually do, uh, $100 each. Just, you know, try and I got a, a, kind of a favorite and then a couple long shotters is what I usually go for. And a bunch of seconds, no first. You had the first with Sun JM, though. You picked him the other week. Yeah. Did you have predictor. him last week, too? Did you have him last week? He almost won last week. You're, you like Sun JM. He's your guy now, isn't it? Yeah, Stone JM's my man. I, I did not have him last week, unfortunately. My highest pick was Matthew Fitzpatrick, who was who was who finished like three or four off the lead. So yeah, he was had close. a chance. He had a chance. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Um, wh- okay. Who? Wh- what are you going with this week? Who do you got? I'm gonna let you go first. All right. Well, I'm gonna go Sung JM for sure at twenty-five to one. I mean, that's my guy. Um, okay. So I, I'm picking him. And then I'm gonna go with the Michelin man, Bryson DeChambeau. That putt on eighteen, <laughs> Hank. I mean, that was. That that putt is something that he'll remember forever. Um, walking off that 18th green, finishing one no, the under one, par. The one, he made, the one he made to finish one under par and lose by three. Oh, that was a huge putt for Bryson. I mean, his pump fist. I mean, I think he had his own private press conferences. His own private press conference he did declaring get excited. him the winner. Did you, think he, did you think he thought everybody was going to collapse after that? Or why do you think he was so excited? I mean, what was he thinking? I mean, it was just like the most meaningless putt ever. A couple of hundred thousand dollars, I guess. I guess that's meaningful to him. But I don't know. It was just weird. So <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau's pick number two. Okay. And then if if I'm going to be honest about a gusher, so Sung J.M., you, you could declare me a Sung J.M. gusher. But I'm a Webb Simpson gusher for sure. So he's my third pick. I like Webb Simpson in this in this tournament. Uh, yeah. 20, 28 to one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna steal your pick, but I like that pick. Uh, I'm going uh, Leishman. 
Mark Leishman. I like the uh, Australian here. 40 to 1. Yeah, I like the uh, long shot odds of Leishman. He's a he's a threat, and we're a good putter. Uh, I'm going to go Patrick Cantley, just, uh, you know, because, I don't know, where he's where he's ranked in the world. I'm going Patrick Cantley. I like he's a strong player. Not any particular reason why I'm picking him, but I'm going Patrick Cantley. A lot of times, well, here's my reasoning. I I remember that when I was coached on tour and guys would have time off and not play, and then they would come back, and they would be like a little extra fired up to play. And there'd just be just a little bit more patience. There'd be a little bit more, you know, pep in their step, the whole thing. So anyway, that's where I'm going, Patrick Cantley. Uh, then I'm going to go, uh, I think I'm going to go John Rahm. I, what, what, Rahm last year, he he had a chance here. I mean, didn't he? What, what happened with him? He, I yeah, he remember. finished tied for 12th. He had a 76 in the final round. Oh, he choked man, he was big right time. There. What do you mean he choked? What do you, he I, choked I, big time, Hank. This was one of the <laughs> biggest chokes in the history of chokes, I'm telling you. Come on. Why yeah. do you think everybody – you're still on this choke thing. You think everybody chokes. This was a huge deal last year because no. the – the uh, microphones picked up a conversation between John Rahm and his caddy. And his caddy, I think his caddy's name is Hayes. And Hayes was telling him, because he was like behind this tree in this bunker and he had to hook it around over this water and it was just an impossible shot. His caddy was telling him to lay up, lay up, lay up. Oh, he I puts it that. in the that water. That was number, and, uh, I forget, it was, a par, it was a par five, number 11. I remember yeah, that shot. Yeah, that one. He puts it in the water and just completely erases all chances of winning. Just a, just a complete meltdown on the eleventh shot. A seventy-six in the final round. <laughs> okay, well, he'll learn from it. He's a young player. He'll learn from it, and he'll play better this week. I, I'm, I'm going John Rahm. I like that. Like right. Twelve is he? Twelve to one. Twelve to one. Okay, twelve to one. That's my pick. John Rahm, Cantley, and uh, Leishman. Just picking. I hope I get a potluck uh, dinner here out of these guys. Somebody's going to win. I mean, I'm, I'm due. I got the due theory going. I need a forty to one or to hit is what I need. Like a leashman, maybe he would could be my guy. Yeah, you were close. That, that'd be four thousand dollars right there. Yeah, nice. yeah. I had one close the other the other week with a forty to one or. Geez, that would have been sweet. Anyway, all right, all right. Good stuff, Tim. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow on the Hank Any Podcast. Make sure you call in if you got a question or comment, 833-426-5763, extension 801. Follow me on Twitter at Hank Haney. Email your questions to hankhaneygolf at outlook.com and follow us on the iHeartRadio app. You hit the follow button and we're right there every day for you on the Hank Any Podcast. I uh, hope everybody has a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Hank Any Podcast. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.